Hello, and welcome to the 170th episode of the Cue It Up podcast. I am your host, Jared. Oh, we're the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Guys, today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching uh, throughout the week. After that, we're going to get into a spoiler-filled review of the Netflix original Kodachrome. So if you have not watched Kodachrome... Please do so. Come back after you're done, and we will talk to you then. Uh, Mike, you want to start us off this week? What have you been watching? Did you do that intentionally? On what? Do you do what? You really want to know what I thought about Cobra Kai? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Well, I watched Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai is the YouTube, YouTube. Red original yes. television series where the actors that were famous in the Karate Kid are look terrible it's, and embarrassed to be fun, doing what they're doing. It's funny that you describe it like that. I thought you were going to say that it's a desperate attempt at oh. holding on to fame. Well, I, I mean, don't think they're holding on to anything. Billy Zabka, I think the last thing he was in was Smiley Face, and not a lot of people that saw movie. that. Yeah, that's no. a good movie. Yeah. That is a... I, you and I are the only people I know that have seen that movie. That is oh, a strange I, movie. It's got I Anna Ferris in it. If you ever get the chance, you know, in a in a world populated with movie assembly line films i ain't never seen a movie like smiley face smiley face, smiley face. i've i've mentioned it to you guys before it, it it is about anna ferris who goes to do her um what's it called community service but she's so high that she walks away oh, yeah, and then just kind of wanders around the city for a little while it's a little uh, that's, does that's not exactly like right i would like you would it, would. I, uh, it doesn't sound I like know. something I would like either, but uh, Anna Ferris does it's, everything it's, she can. And it's not it's quite a, that. What 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 happens is, well, is no spoilers. She, well, no, no, I know she she um, she accidentally <laughs> eats a lot of marijuana brownies and gets really high and kind of screws her entire day up, and that's basically what it's all about. Which is, I mean, essentially what I said, except I didn't add in the uh, brownies. Well, yeah, but... uh, Yeah, you know what's funny is I was waiting for some... The community service thing was way off. Well, the community (laughs) service thing was way off. But I was waiting for, like, some, like, epic revelation... No, and like you basically said, sounds the like exact a movie where thing. nothing happens. It's, it, that's exactly right, and yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know; the movie really it. works, man. I, I agree. I it's not it's a movie funny that, enough. I could go with it. It's like Breaking it's Bad. You cannot explain to somebody Breaking <laughs> Bad in the podcast right there. You just said it's like Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> like, see you later. Cue it up. <laughs> Respect. I do our think opinions. Anna Faris is actually really funny. Yeah, I think she's great. Then because that's not great enough to watch her CBS sitcom Moms. Oh, I've never seen that. I don't know, but I watched the movie The House Bunny. Oh wow, I've seen that. And despite all expectations, I actually kind of like that movie. She's charming. Kind of funny. Yeah, I like the the first two scary movies. Uh, because of her, basically. Oh, Owen Benjamin's in that movie. Is he? I didn't yeah. know that. That's huh. true. Huh. All right, uh, Mikey, so let's talk about... It's Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai? Yeah, yeah. Cobra I think, Kai. is there two episodes now? No, there's, uh, no, there's all ten. No, I think there are two. Oh, they have Oh, they have ten. I haven't okay. finished yet. I've, I saw a thing where it's like, eight, it said watch the first two episodes of Cobra Kai, so I thought it was Well, you get that for free. You don't have to have YouTube to watch the first two. Before you give a review, is this an honest review where you're really going to explain it, or are you just going to say it's awesome? When has Mikey ever done anything that... I will say I will say this. Logic. If you are a fan of the original Karate Kid movies, you will love this. And, uh, and that is that no, seems like a hard. No, I don't know, man, because I like oh, I like Karate Kid three. 
I like Karate Kid Three. I don't, which remember, most people don't. I don't remember Karate Kid Three. But I remember they, one. I don't even and remember. I, rem- two. I remember a lot. You don't from remember one, them obviously. scaling that cliff to get that tree? I remember a little no. bit from which two. one? Was that the one with um? What's her name? You know, no, no, that's you know, the next you know, Karate Kid. Now that you say that, oh that, yeah, that I do vaguely count. remember them scaling a cliff to <laughs> get a tree, but like to get a bonsai tree or whatever. Mm. But I don't remember anything. Like I'm saying, I don't. I have no emotional attachment to Karate Kid Three. You know, you get a bonsai tree. It's a good movie. I love Karate Kid Three. Like nursery. Mike Barnes is the worst. He's the meanest man. That was the bad guy. Dude, he was going to sweep the leg. Dude. Mike Barnes sounds like that's, somebody that's everyone Johnny. went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quality. Is it a good uh, show? I, th- I think it's a good show. Um, they uh, Trailer Park Boys. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to describe because I it it's a good show and and really what they they are working up to things that I didn't really see them doing. Um, it's, it's a, a very interesting show. thing where it actually, that. it's not. How's Ralph Macchio? He's good. It's really? not a. Ugh, well, on. okay. L- l- let me just give you a little bit of an idea. Have, have you kind of heard? You've seen those videos on like social media where they say, you know, if you watch Karate Kid, look at it like this. Daniel is actually the yes. aggressor and all that. Well, they kind of take that idea and they turn it into where it is kind of like that, and then Daniel and Johnny. Um, through their children, actually, kind of, uh, I guess reunite or whatever, and kind of start start this whole thing. He Did they the flip roles, Mikey? Basically, it, so flip, so they're so uh, Ralph Macchio's kid is the bad guy, Ooh, and the other oh, one is well, the good guy. My mind yeah, just blew kinda, up. Kinda. Oh kinda. my goodness! It, it's hard to explain because you have to watch it. I'm trying oh. not to give stuff away because, like I said, they did do things that I didn't really plan. Yeah, on. but Mike, you thought the trailers looked good. That's why it's hard good. for me to accept this review. They did not look good. They look good. It looked, yeah, they, they, they look, look embarrassing, good. man. No. Like look, not just not good, but. Embarrassing. Like they, they look the like editing a joke of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like someone was like, like a funnier well, die skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know thing. what it looked it like? Is, it, it is more like comedy a, based. It, it is more comedy based. It looked like well, a, it, not, it looked like a YouTube show. Is what it, it, is, like. it is not yeah. the yeah, fair enough. It is not the Miyagi Daniel relationship. So you're telling me that it's not to be taken seriously. That they know they're making a comedic show. It is. A, it, it is more of a comedic show than anything. All like right. They, well, that's actually in. That's more in line with what I would because, like I said, a lot of it revolves around their children. All right. So it, they do kind of turn it into Why that. don't you report next week when you finish it? Sounds yeah. like the full Well, my roommate finished YouTube. it last night, and he loved it. All right. So he was like, this is awesome. Wait till you see the end. So I don't know. I got to figure it out. But, All right. Yeah, so I'll hopefully know by tomorrow or tonight. Right. Anything else to report? Uh, Why do you ask? some Trailer Park Boys. Oh, a little curb. Just let you know just I was go gonna on to the next person. You know I was going to work it out in there loud. eventually. I would have gotten in there. I hate you so much, Mikey. <laughs> All right, Nick, what about for you, sir? Hate you, bro. Uh, <laughs> I watch very little. Mm-hmm. A variety of things, but a lot of one fantastic show. All right. Old show that they just put on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Starring David Carradine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kung Fu. No he's, way. He's, they've got that on Prime. Oh, they got the, the whole path. series, I gotta watch man. it. I, gotta I, went, watch it. I went in the other room and started watching something else. <laughs> I would watch so it, but fun, I wasn't in the mood right then. But. It is... I mean, you have to realize what you're watching. It yeah, is right. a 70s? Yeah. 70s you TV You know what? Show? I'll say this. 70s, maybe 80s. I watched point. that show. Well, obviously not. We didn't watch it live. But, I mean, I watched the that you know syndicated right. or whatever, like when we were younger. 
I watching you flip episode here. Watching there. you flip through the the thumbnails for the different episodes when you first started that night. Yeah, it looks like it's more of like a western than what I remember. It is yeah, one hundred percent a western That's with a guy more than what who I knows com- yeah. with a. It is a Western with a Shaolin priest that walks around. But that's how do yeah. I not remember that? Like I watched. I don't that know, show. but it's certainly the is. intro. I remember. Walking I sort of do. Yeah, I, I do remember a Western theme. But when I until then, I'm saying I never thought of kung fu, kung fu in the past decade. Anytime I would think about it, it never was like yeah that weird Western show that I watched that was like <laughs> martial arts. No, I mean I just remembered yeah. him. In his robes and and doing martial arts and like it's one hundred percent a western it takes place in I think California and thereabouts in the eighteen hundreds late eighteen like post Civil War America. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a priest that had to flee a Shaolin priest, kung fu priest that had to flee China and is now roaming aimlessly around America, mm. um, working jobs and giving people fantastic. Eastern mm-hmm. wisdom, yeah. and um, it's it weirdly enough, no matter where he goes, he always has to solve one problem with kung fu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he always seems to be getting into scrapes, even though actually he's a very peaceful man. So it's a pretty interesting. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting show. I'm reviewing this as if I'm actually living in the 1970s, mm-hmm. watching it for the first time. You um, gonna watch Highway to Heaven next? Uh, no, I remember having to watch that as a yeah. kid because my parents thought it would be like, I don't know, spiritual or uh-huh. something. I just remember hating it. So I doubt I will go back and see that. But, yeah. um, you hate on the Michael Landon? There, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I liked the show when I was a kid, but yeah. I've seen it since and it's, it's not, not what good. I remember. Yeah, no. I don't know. So don't don't judge us, TVs kids. Not. We had to watch whatever it was on. Yep. So we didn't have choices. You, you, what is the one thing you actually remember or have heard about Kung Fu? One scene. Anybody? I just Nobody? remember the intro. That is all. I actually what thought is, it all took place in China. So the thing where I'm not sure like, I do know. If you take the pebble from my hand yeah, or whatever, snatch the pebble. There's a reason why everyone remembers that. They work. They work that scene into, into every episode. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> really? It is mind blowing. It, many, it just really shows its age. Um, I don't know. The first season it had. Well, like, they were probably making 26 or so I was like, it was of those. The first season did not. It was like a half season by that standards, I think. Um, but I just finished the first one, so hmm. I don't know. Gotcha. All right, but cool. Yeah. That's the only thing that you watched of Substance this week? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Only ran three seasons, huh? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Eric, what about for you, sir? Um. I believe I mentioned it last week, but if not, I, I finished a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. No, um, you did not mention it. I did that. not. I, I knew I mentioned it to you. I just didn't know if I mentioned it on the pod. Uh, so I think I had like the last four episodes still to watch. There's like 10. Um, so basically the last two books. Um, I agreed with what Nick said. The, the ending of it, I think, was stronger than the beginning. Um, they kind of break the formula up a little bit. Um, plus, one of the few things that I disliked, and and when I say this, there's a certain charm to it. I just didn't like the way that it was done. Earlier in the season, uh, Count Olaf, uh, you know Neil Patrick Harris breaks off into NPH. a couple. Yeah, uh, NPH breaks off into a couple songs, and it's stuff that I loved about the first season. I liked that kind of stuff. I love the. I mean, the opening theme to the song. They literally change the song every book, so every two episodes, mm-hmm. and and tell you stuff about what's going to happen. I love that stuff. There were some songs early in the season where I was just like, man, this is hard to sit through. Um, they are not fun to listen to. They are not good. And I get that he's supposed to be bad, but I'm still watching something, mm-hmm. and they make it take, like, forever. 
Yeah. Um, but no, like so when anytime they do something like that later, I thought they were better. Um, it I wouldn't say it surprises me, but for a show that is made for kids and or a book series that is made for kids, it's actually a lot. It's darkly comic mm-hmm. um, in ways that I wouldn't expect. Uh, kids to, got thicker skin than they give them credit for. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It just goes to places. You ever read any Grimm's fairy tales? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, we've evolved a little bit since Grimm's fairy tales. Evolved. Yeah, Who has? as a species, we Not have me. Twitter now. Take it back. Don't. Yeah. What are you? T- I'm about to punch you through a wall right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Clearly, that was sarcasm. But, I hope. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So I, I enjoyed it. So um, I, I would say, if you're a fan of the first one, you'll like the second one. It's not perfect, but all right. Um, I I watched uh, something you all have watched. I watched uh, Wild Wild Country. Just nice, a few good ago. job, sir. Uh, did you finish it? I yeah. did. I okay. finished it. So uh, all four about of us have uh, 20, watched it. Now. Thirty minutes before you got here. I think. Yep. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Thoughts. no, it's uh, fascinating, man. Yeah. Um, Let's just give a very brief recap because I think this is the fourth week in a row we've mentioned this. <laughs> yeah, brief, brief uh, recap, basically. Uh, it's about in the early 80s, so like about 81 through 85, when a, uh, an Indian guru with followers from all over the, the world. Bhagwan. The Bhagwan. The Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Uh, wow. Ajwa or Ash- Osha. Osha? That so was it, his re- when he renamed, he was Osha. It, it's about yeah. a lot of people, but it focuses mainly on two people. Osho? It focuses Osho, on... It. Yeah, his other name is Osho, uh, but... It focuses on the Bhagwan, and it focuses... So, basically, an Indian guru slash, like, spiritual leader and his secretary slash assistant, um, Maanand Sheila. And whew, it goes to some interesting places. And, and, and a lot of the people, even though they were followers from all over, even though this is an Indian guru, I mean, a lot of the people that were high up in this organization were, you know, American or European mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, Australian, like... Most from, of them very wealthy. Yeah. Street um, people. Yeah, I'll say that. That yeah, was the a lot of early people. on, that was one of the oh. most shocking things about it was how much, at least from what the the documentary showed us, mm-hmm. how many of those people were very well educated, yep. seemingly level headed people that and, and obviously they showed us the non level headed people as well, but people that seemingly had a good head on their shoulders and then yet blind like Pretty much blindly followed this man as if he was like the new Jesus, um, but yeah. So it's basically about him um, and their travels to uh, Oregon um, and how that affected the nearby town and then just parts of Oregon as they culture clashed. We'll Hashtag just say. resistance. Uh, it gets more and more interesting as the episodes go on. There's six one-hour episodes, and I'll say this: it's uh, by the to uh, they did. I don't know how much how involved they were, but it is a documentary series by the Duplass brothers. And um, I can tell that it's done with a caring hand because the editing of it is mm-hmm. fantastic to where they ramp up for the next episode yeah. is always really awesome. It'll end on a note that will they'll be like, and then this happened or yep. and then we started to do this and like the music will kick up and it's like you have a hard time not clicking over to that next Absolutely. episode. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's very a lot well of times done. if I couldn't uh, finish the next episode, I would at least start it because I would – Need some kind of closure to what yeah. they would o- end on. I wonder why I watched all six right in a row. Yeah, I won't say mm-hmm. what it was, um, but was it the blended I, beavers? I, uh, when you said it right there, <laughs> blended, but, uh, blended beavers. Blended beavers. I, that I one blew say, my mind. It uh, it did. I was annoyed you told me that, Jared. Yeah, you didn't let me just organically get to that in the next episode, but uh, it's fine. 
Blended, uh, blended beavers. I wanted to have that mind blow moment, but the whole time I'm just waiting. When are they going to talk about the blended beavers? <laughs> and then I got to a moment in the show where I go, "Oh, oh I can tell what's happening. Yep. This is the blended beavers yep. part." But yeah, okay. yep. I think I was like live texting Jared and Mikey as I watched yeah. it. At some point, I was just like, "Blended beavers." <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I, I was going to not talk about that, but once no, the, no, no, no. once Bitter. the beavers out of the bag <laughs> and into I, the blender, you got to talk. You know, about it's it a it's a documentary series. It's not. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, and someone can let me know by uh, messaging me at mikeywiederman at gmail dot com. Huh. Um, but I just don't see the the same thing with spoilers with documentaries than yeah. I as I do. Uh, with, I think I would have been upset if you would have told me you think the so? ending of it or something. Yeah, well, Eric, yeah. I did it to you, so there you go. It's all right. I still enjoyed it, but it did take the little oomphado, one of the big moments. Riveting. Up. By the way, I had a a guest teacher person in my mm-hmm. room last week. And and he was talking about the guy, and I already forgot his name, who started the company, Nike company. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Bowerman. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, I just watched a documentary series where that guy had to like stand up against a cult that was taking over Oregon. And, dude, that dude looked at me like I had a chicken growing out of my I ear. Have, no doubt. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I probably should have just kept that to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, like, uh, I, I, I was very excited when I saw the Bill Bowerman uh, pop up in there. Mm-hmm. I, as a runner back in my day, I, I uh, knew, I didn't know this part of it, but I knew like you know quite a bit about the uh, about him when they mentioned like a lot of the stuff. Hey, I'd heard the Waffle Iron story mm-hmm. quite a few times. but I knew the history of like kind of how he came up and knew. Now, that being said, while I was watching, I, I knew like the that he was in Munich and and all this stuff when the the Olympics happened. Um, but I did I when I was watching this, I was like, man, Bill Bowerman, Oregon. I was like, I know that name where I know. And then like as I'm figuring it out and like you know they get towards the parties, like yeah, my dad had a waffle iron, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, That's I know, I know right where yep. we're going. Um, but yeah, I, I would say uh, definitely check it out. It was uh, in it was incredible documentary. I think. All right, cool. Anything else? Um, Yes, I went to the theater and I saw uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay, um, I second that, Mikey. Yeah. Whereas we the, have to have at least one member of this podcast. The praise, fair enough. The praise of Which Black Panther was me, so. almost yeah, unanimous. I don't know critically because, to be honest, I didn't look too much about like up the critic reviews very well. Tomatoes. I know it's doing well, but to be honest, compared to any other more recent Marvel movie. There's been a lot of people that I talk to, like a lot of, I know a lot of people at my work and they're into Marvel movies. A lot of them didn't like this movie. Um, it was like one of the first ones where they're like, I don't think I like this one as much. I'll say this. We, we, you, as long as you accept the fact that you know you're going into a movie, because I, I know that at this point, where it's going to be insanely crowded with characters, way, way more than you should have. That being said, to have that many characters in there... They made a enjoyable time, I thought. I, I, I enjoyed my time while I was sitting there, mm-hmm. even though the first, I ca- it had to be over an hour, is just jumping from character group to character group as, like, before they, you know, wonder what it's like together. trying to r- sit down and write that screenplay. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's impressive yeah. from the fact that it all was culminating towards this with all these different groups and all these different things that weren't together, and... And they made it coherent. Like they made, they made it coherent, and they made a lot of it interesting to watch. And I'll say this: regardless of what, I, it's not. Again, I'm not saying I love this movie. I'm saying I did not hate that I went and saw it. I, I actually enjoyed my time. It was not a movie you don't get to see movies like that. Yep, you just don't. And I'll say this: 
and this is probably why a lot of people didn't like it, it is their, by far, their boldest movie. I'll say this. They, they, that is a brave, bold movie on Marvel's part. Shockingly so. Um, uh, it's, I'll give them that much. Um, I, I don't want to say too much because like I'm, we're trying to be a spoiler Yeah, I'm, I'm actually interested, here. but I, I did think there's no way you can talk there's about no it. There's no way I can talk about it. I'll say this, though. It... Um, it doesn't, I'll say, I'll say, I can say this part. It doesn't follow regular storytelling beats. Yeah. Um, and some people do not like that. Um, but I, it, it, it's rare when a movie surprises me and, um, this movie surprised me. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, guys, the only thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I believe I've mentioned before on this podcast, my love for the TV show Ghost Adventures. Oh, um, oh. Which is a great show, by the oh. way. It's been proven. It's, I'll uh, bet. Uh, by the way, when that show is airing, mm-hmm. the sales of hair gel and belt buckles mm-hmm. uh, goes up, like I think, like 200%. Yeah. yeah. I would think it did because all those people are at home watching the show. <laughs> no, because then I guess afterwards I'm they want to go out and yeah. look like Mr. Zach Baggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great man, that Zach Baggins. Um, so the guys that do that show uh, made a, a low-budget documentary, essentially, like... You take Ghost Adventures, which you take away all that um, travel money, you know, travel right. channel, money. travel channel money, and you center them in one house. It's an interesting documentary, by the way. I don't know if I actually mentioned the name. Uh, it's called Demon House. Um, <laughs> of course, he, it ter- is terrible title. <laughs> of course, it it's is terrible. Not if you're can't uh, wait for the song. You're not the target audience. I am the target. It's audience. the most like unimaginative title I could ma- uh, could think of for that. I just want to say, Jared just Why not knocked just on ghost a show, house. haunted on a, house on a YouTube haunted house, a documentary about a haunted accurate. house. Where, where uh, did you see this on Amazon? The I, uh, me and uh, Dave uh, and his wife Amanda I, rented the movie. I never really watched that show, but I kind of always imagine it like a Scooby Doo episode without a dog, oh, and no, at the it's, end they it's, never it's they never scarier. admit that it's not a ghost. Uh, <laughs> uh, <scarier. laughs> yeah, it's scary. I don't know. There, the I know Scooby Doo was about a bunch of kids, but I, they're I'm more adult, I think, mm-hmm. than most of the Zach Baggins' crew. Uh, I just say you just knocked on a YouTube bread series, but yeah, that does strike me. One of your favorite shows is a Travel Channel show, Jared. It's not much, not much better from an elitist kind of sense. Uh, I like Ghost Adventures. I will not apologize. <laughs> I will not speak at, today at least he has the decency. to the, the accusations that are cast against me. Yeah. The decency not to talk about it. Every week. That's, that's all true, I'm saying. Yeah. Mikey? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I recommend the documentary. If you like the series, then give it a shot. Hey, you know what? That show genuinely scared me. Um, it had nothing to do with ghosts. It was when Zach Baggins almost died to an elevator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. that. I that mean, the ghost part is moment. ridiculous. No, 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 no. no. It's but, scary. It's good no, stuff. It's not. All right, guys. Uh, we ready to talk about Kodachrome? Yep. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. The movie that Mikey picked for this uh, week's podcast is a little film called Kodachrome. This is a Netflix documentary, so I won't have uh, to talk. It, not documentary. But yeah, I didn't mean that. Netflix original is what I meant to say. Um, and so I don't have to give the information as far as the box office, but it is currently holding a 73% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it doesn't have a critical consensus, but it's 33 reviews. That's, that's good enough for me to... 
I think that's probably a pretty good um, average for what it would be if it expanded further. Uh, let's go around and give our star ratings for Kodachrome. I'm a solid four on this. I'm going to go four. Uh, three for me. Okay. Mm. Give it three and a half. All right. Hmm. Um, I'd be interested to see where you guys are. I was three and a half for most of the movie, but there were a couple things late in the film that won me over. I am really one of those. If If you make me like the last bit, it's pretty. I, I, I've noticed. Like I, I read this trilogy. This is a funny little side note here. Um, I read this trilogy uh, called the Wayward Pines trilogy. It's it's famous for they made a TV show out of it. Yeah. Um, I thought the book one was fine. Book two I really didn't care for, and book three I really didn't care for either. Except the epilogue, which was like maybe five hundred words, was like really ingenious. I think of Wayward Pines in a favorable light. I know logically. That I spent 20 hours reading it yeah. and spent about 15 hours of that not I, truly enjoying it very much. But something about leaving my last impression of, as favorable. You didn't like the dinner, dinner, but you liked the dessert. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Always get out on a high note. That's man. exactly right. So let's talk about things that we like about Kodachrome. Uh, Mikey, you picked this movie. Why don't you go first? Uh, well, I mean, I definitely like the... Uh the father son story, I think that's I think it's kind of cool, and I you know the how they, I guess kind of, I mean whatever you want to call it, they don't like each other, and then they, you know, gradually start liking each other. You just kind of see that progression, whatever. I mean, I, you know, I like that. I like the the father son stories. Um, that one was what really what made me want to watch. Is that it. a strong element to this film? You think? Because I, I don't. I, I love how is. Jared asks questions. I, think I don't is. think it's a terrible Jared, never, element. I'm just going to advise you to never be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm throwing that leading. out there. No, you ask the most obvious leading questions of all time. You're like, is that the right answer? Horse to water, Dick. Or, yeah. Horse to water. <laughs> right. You're just jamming that horse's head down <laughs> in the right. water. That's right. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it did have a big part of it. I, maybe not the biggest because you you obviously had the relationship between him and the girl. Um, and things like that, and, and the actual journey itself too. Um, but you know, I, I do like those stories where a father and son don't like each other for their whole life, and then you know, at some point they, you know, for whatever reason happens, and they change their minds, and they wind up liking each other at the end. I, I do like. Let that me stuff. give you a take, because um, when I was watching the film, I kept having this feeling like I didn't care for that portion of the story very much. Not to say it was bad; it's not. And I think what I ended up centering in on is, I, to me, if you're going to take that type of story uh, where it's done best, so let's take the example that works the best, and that's in almost every Wes Anderson film. And the difference between what's told in this movie and a Wes Anderson film is, let's take Royal from the Royal Tenenbaums, because that's my favorite example. Um, and in, I won't go into spoilers here, so we'll keep it high level as why I like the elements from the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Royal is a terrible human being. True. Yet when we meet him, he is on a slight upturn. upturn. If you're lightly familiar with um, this, this is Gene Hackman's character. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, he's hit rock bottom. He's hit rock he's got bottom. Nowhere else to go but And up. he he does have an upward trajectory. What What's interesting though is there's some disgusting elements to Royal in the film that somehow he's able to play for a little bit of laughs. Like I don't. I, 
there's this whole running element of he's he's pretty much a racist in the film. <laughs> Yet it's not a character-damning trait of no, his for some not. reason. How Wes Anderson does it, I don't know. Well, and you also go, well, how how close is a man like that with his friends? You can say what you want or whatever, but his closest companion. You make a character who is, like you said, you know, basically a racist, mm-hmm. but yet pair him with his closest confidant, which is an Indian man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like... You see that there, like, there's this conflict there, and and he, he's he's not. You can't a hundred percent peg. Yep. Okay. Uh, Royal Tenenbaum. So, what I'm trying to say is, I do not care for the character that Ed Harris plays. Does anybody remember his name? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. We'll call him Ed Harris yeah. in this film. That's not Ben. 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 Yeah, so I was like, it's a B word. So. Um, oh. I don't actually like his character. I like Royal, even for all his faults. I like him. I don't have a problem with the way that Ed Harris plays him. As a matter of fact, some of the best moments of this movie yeah. involve Ed Harris. That moment um, sure. late in the film when he uh, when he gives that monologue in the hospital, it's about as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Um, do you know what part I'm talking about? He talks about that moment when he's holding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he's holding this. So. Yeah, late yeah. at night. That that stuff. He's, you, when he you says might I, be. A little sensitive. That, that's yeah. very. At the that's moment. very true. It uh, felt pretty flat with me. I gotta be really? honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like when he said, "I I don't know what broke inside of me." Mm-hmm. Like basically to make me how I am now. But they're basically like bas- It's like basically telling the son, "Like, look, I know I'm a bad father, but for the briefest of times, I was a good father. Like mm-hmm. I tried to be a good father, and then." But I, here's the the problem. Yeah. I'm never cheering for Ed Harris's character. There's nothing yeah. endearing about him. He's just unpleasant. He's not unpleasant and endearing. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get that. I, I mean, they. Could, I guess they could have added an element to it or changed it a little bit. But, but here's but- the problem: if we're gonna watch a movie where the the archetype, the the reason that we watch a movie like this is uh, father and son estranged and they learn to love each other. Because um, here's the thing. Even though Royal does things to mess over his kids, he will do loving things towards his kids. Mm-hmm. Even though you this don't is my always trust daughter them. Margot. You don't. You don't always <laughs> trust the. <laughs> you don't always trust the motives. Yeah. But he does outwardly nice things towards people, and you mm-hmm. may find out later that it had a bad motive or whatever. But you see moments of genuine like. Uh, Nicism. You don't really see that much in Ed Harris. Very few moments do you, does Ed Harris in this movie shown in a positive light. I mean, about the only times he's shown in a positive light is when it has to do with photography, either his peers talking about him or like the moment where he's taking a photo and he smiles because he's taking the picture of the little girl. Mm-hmm. Like there are very few moments you get where he's not just a curmudgeonly horrible person. Yeah, and that's that. I think that's driving to my point, Eric. The the problem I have is that I I actually think what would be best for Jason Sudeikis' character is to not do this, to get away from his father, who's a toxic human being. Uh, yeah. All right, so I'll throw this out there. I think the element that's in Royal Tenenbaums that's missing here is mm-hmm. what Eric was hitting on, is that it is the response of the people around him mm-hmm. that give you an idea that this person does have good in them. So even in the Royal Tenenbaums, his ex-wife... When she finds out he's going to die. Which is pretty early. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I was not thinking really that might spoiler, be a spoiler, but it's, it's really not. not. It's like the um, beginning of the She film. is devastated. And so even though she is really mad at him for what he, you know, basically 
ruining her life and her kids' lives. Yeah. There's something there that tells you, like, there is at least something good in him at some point in his life. Yep. That's not the reaction. There are some Sudeikis. elements of that in this, but well, look at it's the, the really same kind of thing. Underplayed. I mean, that same thing is told to Jason Sudeikis, and he does not respond with, I should have give you a moment here to... to set the swords down and, and the shields down and, and stop the battle for a second. The the it's a moment of I, I don't care. Let me let me propose this to you guys. Um I think the fundamental problem that this movie had that they screwed themselves from the word go. Now I still gave it four stars. I like the movie. I think that the main character is the wrong main character. I think Ed Harris should be the main character of this film and I think that Jason Sudeikis who is the star of this vehicle, who I believe wrote the film on top of it, wrote it for a vehicle for him, but he's the wrong main character. Since Jason Sudeikis is literally one of the greatest people ever in this movie who has basically no faults, it's... Mm. You think he does? Oh, I mean... He's a failed marriage. Failed he's, marriage? He's... Yeah, he didn't... His marriage didn't fail because of him. fired from his job. Well, no, he got fired from his job because he has scruples. He's kind of a... You get what I'm saying? Like he, yeah, yeah, but so not here's in the, the thing. beginning. No, I mean, that's, he was fried from his job. Oh, wait. No, there it is. He's fired. I, what? I thought that was no, I mean, he was when being he, when he got the fired. Text, oh, that was, was, that was yeah. genius. When it, when it said you're fried. Yeah, that was <laughs> funny. And then he goes, no, I'm not fired. That I'm is fired. one of my favorite moments of this movie, and actually. And comes across and says fired, he goes, okay, now I'm fired. Yeah. That's good stuff. I did like that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I, I don't know. I think that it's pretty hard to feel sympathetic for Ed Harris's character. You, you know, I don't I'll really say this. think you're supposed to feel sympathetic for Ed Harris's character. I think you're supposed to feel more sympathy for him. Uh, but I am supposed to want them to reconcile yeah. before he dies. I'll, I'll say this. hard to feel. To reconcile, though? I mean. I think, yeah. I think Jason Sudeikis is our, he's our point of view character. From his point of view through most of the movie is that. It's all his father's fault. It's all mm-hmm. his record label's fault. It's everyone else. It's his wife's fault. Everything is everyone else's fault. And these are just the bad things that have happened to me. I'm going to dwell on the past and be mad about them, but not really go inward and see what I can do to fix that or move forward from that. It's just I these things happen to me. My life sucks, and now my life still sucks. Like, and then that is part of his. And, and again, I'm not saying they focus on... They, they do obviously mention something like that. I'm saying I'm not saying they focus on it a lot about all the negatives about him. But, I mean, you hear that someone had a failed marriage. It ain't never one-sided, okay? It's but just we not, are only presented with But, 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 but with he is our side. viewpoint character. Yes. So, I, like I said, it's, it, when he later realizes that, like, when he says, and it, this is his negative, and he says, I don't want... To, I realize that I give up on everything... And I don't want to give up anymore. Like, I want to actually follow something through and, and mm-hmm. not tuck tail and run. So it's like that's him admitting that, like, there were bad things, but it was he has responsibility in it because he never made any effort to fix or help or do anything. Mm-hmm. He just, when something went bad, he just turned and left. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's, I'm saying, like, it's a thing is. He, you, it's not really mentioned too much until our viewpoint character realizes that it's a flaw that he has. Yeah. So I can't fault it too much, but I do, I do agree. Is you said it is kind of a whitewashing of a character and making him kind of like this straw man, like good guy kind of thing, you know, and everybody else around him are jerks. But. So it's a lot of times, and I, I'm not going to give examples because I don't think we need to go down that road. It is a 
constant problem I see where the movie is written by the main character. Yeah. So. I don't know, but I felt like through the whole movie that guy was a jerk. You think today? Yeah, I really do. I probably would have felt more sympathetic to him had he shown any sympathy and compassion towards anybody else. I, I already know what's going on here. You are obsessed with that Harris. No. Absolutely, you I are. mean, I do, I am, but yes. that's, I don't think that's the problem here. <laughs> and you see no, them in conflict, and you immediately take it. Harris, no, but side. even through most of the movie, he's that way towards the nurse who did nothing to him except want him to get that's back true. together with his dad. Um, and he is a jerk to her through almost well, the whole movie a, until he tries to sleep with he, her. He puts up this defensive wall that he does and he operates under. And, and I, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying. I, I'm saying he does not, I think especially early, because once he, once he starts loosening up a little bit, he looks like a better guy. But he does not come off looking like a great guy early into this thing. And then you also jump to the thing and you go, look, I don't know the story yet. Maybe this guy doesn't deserve forgiveness or whatever. But... When you see someone who has zero, seemingly zero compassion or empathy for another human, and he literally, basically, is doing the same thing that he chides the the band for doing later, which is not not just making fun of them, not like, like you know they make fun of them there, but just like not having compassion towards someone, even if that guy is a jerk and it's funny, like every he, you know, let's laugh at him now, even if they knew the story of like, look at this. You know, I don't want to say curse word, but, you know, uh, look at this not nice man and uh, look at this funny thing that's happening. Let's laugh at him now. But it's like, even if that's the case, it's like the man is dying of cancer. Like, isn't there part of you that's like now's not the right time to get, you know, to get one over on him? Yeah, I didn't understand what happened to that part. There was a lot of money at stake. What happened there? (laughs) Yeah, don't I don't it. like that. You part. wouldn't understand. I don't like that part. We'll we'll talk about it later. But I'm just saying. Yeah, you But I'm saying it's that kind of thing where he is. In the beginning of the film, the guy who will be right there with that band and laugh at knowing that's his dad, mm-hmm. at this guy that he yeah. doesn't like. But he has changed over the course of the thing to at least have, even if, if he doesn't forgive him, at least have compassion for the fact that another human being is not is losing yeah, their dignity. Yeah, but there was a lot of money there, Eric. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not even the money, but his job. It's the money. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I, I think that it does. I mean, he brought him. That he did that. I Coldplay think that that does, and Arctic Fire. I mean. Yeah. Arcade, or sorry, Arcade Fire. <laughs> I was going to say, Coldplay was the only band I knew. No, I knew uh, those two. The other, the one that I was like, w- at the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, I know uh, Coldplay and Arcade Fire, but I'm like, is uh, that, that other band yeah. a real band? And then like when I saw the lead singer, I was like, oh, that's an actor I know. So gotcha. I was like, I've seen him in something else. That's not a real band. <laughs> All right, Mikey, you were saying things that you liked before I told you that everything you said was wrong. Oh. Uh, Why don't we talk yeah, about the reason you picked to... it? Um, huh? Your love of old film. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the no, no, honestly, the real reason that I did pick it was because of the, the father-son story. It was it was what drew it to, drew me to it. Yeah, everything. but you like all that stuff rooted in old. Well, I I do like that. I think that... I can see Mikey becoming Ed Harris at some point. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he was successful. Like that. Yeah, well, that's true. He's got me there. <laughs> no, Ed Harris did stuff for money. <laughs> Mikey will not I mean, be no, uh, caught that's, doing no, that. No, that's true. No, Mikey may make money, but Ed Harris was respected. Yeah. That's true. Yep. And I will never, never. be that. No. <laughs> Me too, sir. Though, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I I'm mean, a teacher, so I'm that's barking up a <laughs> empty tree. Right Let there. me tell you the difference between old uh, Ed Harris mm-hmm. and old Mikey when they go to develop their Kodachrome, right. and they're out of uh, they're out of uh, what was it the not toner, but what was the that they needed? Oh, plates or whatever. No, or whatever the chemical the was. Yeah, whatever the, the, oh. the developer Kodak's chemical. Uh, when old Ed Harris shows up, it's 
you know, I saved a spot for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, just to make sure that if you did I show up, I, I had you never to come in here when again. When Mikey shows up, it's pressing the silent mm-hmm. alarm under the button mm-hmm. and have this gentleman removed from the, no, sir, we will yeah. not be processing your code of group. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm... And if they did process it, it's only because they figured there was probably some illegal activity on the film that they needed to hand over to the authorities. <laughs> An abduction or something in there. Nah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I did really like the father-son story. I know that, it, yeah, I, get, I do get what you mean. Um, it didn't really affect me because I thought it was more about Jason Sudeikis. Is that That's right? right. I believe so. Sudeikis. Um, Eric, you're the expert. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if um, Eric gives his approval, we're going to go with it. Right. Jason I mean, Sudeikis. So, I mean, that that was a lot of it. I, I did just kind of like seeing how he did kind of jump to defend him after that, where you knew he wouldn't. He wouldn't even go pick up that uh, that film for him, or, you know, it took him a really long time to do it. I can't remember if he actually did it or not now. But either way, um, you could tell he was apprehensive and didn't want it, want to do it. So, I mean, I, I did like that. I, I kind of see it from Jason today because I, I, I do get what you mean. They should have given him a little bit more redeeming qualities because it might have made him a little bit better of a character i get that but i think it was still good That's not, why not to take stars. away from what ed harris is doing he is doing exactly what he sure. was hired to do i just i question the choices that he was given right and, and i mean I, I can somewhat agree with that that does make sense they should have given you more of a reason to really be upset when he died you know well yeah Okay. I mean, you didn't really you know you, there really wasn't a lot because i mean the guy kind of just went to you know he just kind of I mean, really, the only thing that happened was he, he kind of got to see how everybody else looked up to his father, mm-hmm. and I did think that was also a good part too. But yeah, but to be that fair, part was good. I, he yeah. already, he already knew that. We're just getting to see it for the first well, time. I have a question. To see it for the first time. He's not like he didn't know that his father was successful. He knows that his father's oh, right. rich and that he was in all those things. And guess what? If you're not an idiot, you know that there are people that respected what your father did. But in his mind, he goes, "Yes, but." It's the yes, they respect him, but because they don't know him in like in reality, they have right. an image of him. They don't really know him. Sure, they don't. Um, they don't know my real dad. So then later, when you see that, there's only one character where I'd go. You could make. I think that scene would have been much better if. Um, Just a you, second. Which scene are you specifically I, I, well, talking I was about? Say, the, the scene where he. Um, where all the guys you know want to take a picture with him, okay. all the other photographers. And I like that scene, yes. Yes, yeah. but I feel like, again, when you have to think of it as what our character are, you know, like, it's kind of meant to be this eye-opening thing for, for Jason Sudeikis. And I don't think it really would have been in that moment because it's something that he already did. And like from Jason Sudeikis' point of view, if you look at that, why wouldn't you think the same thing that you already thought when you already knew that your father was respected, which is, yeah, but they don't really know him. There's only one guy in that group that even, they don't go into it, but maybe has some kind of personal insight about the man, and that's the guy that said we were in Ghana together, mm-hmm. or whatever he said, Ghana, mm-hmm. you know, Uganda, or whatever country he said. Um, that's the only guy that they, I feel like they could have had, they had an opportunity to take more of that, which is mention the guys that are like, hey, this is, you know, like the one that's like, and then focus more on the, hey, you know, and like the, about someone that actually knew him yeah. and get, get to see that from Jason Sudeikis's point of view of here's these other respectable people that other people would respect and all this stuff that are top people in their field. And they, they spent, when I didn't get to spend time with my father, they spent time with them and they still left with a favorable impression. I think that would have been more impactful than just the, 
hey, look at this super successful person and everybody, let's come take a picture and you know, may, you made me want to be a photographer. Because Jason Sudeikis already knew that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, I do, I, I do like what you're saying. I feel like um, there's I an opportunity missed. Yeah, I, I, like I think as in the film, even though we can know that Jason Sudeikis' character should know that, I do think it's important to have a scene <sighs> I don't where know how you don't that's know in that. his he face. That at that well, point. of course he knows You it, need more characters like ever... Dwayne the Coda Chrome guy, and you need more characters like that guy that said we were in Ghana Who together. Who personally knew him. Yeah, like yeah, you need someone that can speak for the fact that he has redeeming qualities about him that are not just his photography. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. Okay, uh, Mikey. Any other points? Uh, I mean, nah. Well, we'll Before move we move on, because I, I I do have a, something that directly correlates with what Eric was saying. Um, I actually do like the scene that we're we're talking about, where uh, the people um, see him and greet him and tell him how great he is. <coughs> I also do not like the flip of that scene, where after he's dead, there's the camera the camera, camera parade camera, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, Reminded me of the end of Scrubs. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I don't know. That moment really scene where was everybody just stands in a hallway and stuff like yeah. 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 What'd you guys think about that it's scene? Cheesy then and it was cheesy in this now. I have no real opinion about it to be honest. I didn't even think about it. Um here's the thing. I'm like all I all I wondered was is this I like I'm just like, is this something normal that they do or did they just go, Hey guys, everybody point your It just seems like air. a manufactured it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It um, doesn't feel Genuine, yeah. It doesn't well, you feel watch like a, a moment of moment. You watch a moment in a film where you can feel the filmmakers hoping that their audience is crying. If that is a manifestation of the story, that's a good thing. If it is a de- developed force thing, and that's what I definitely felt, felt with forced. that moment. Yep. All right, Nick. Let's go to you. Things that you like, Kodachrome. Uh, I liked Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked his character. Um, some of the dialogue was actually really good, um, but I had already seen it in the trailer. You know what, though? Here, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer, yeah. so I didn't know. Um, I found, and I'm not going to be able to give you examples of either one, but I agree that there was some really good lines of dialogue, but kind of the same problem that we talked about last time. Their characters would say things that I was like, that's so manufactured. People don't talk like that. So I actually found um, both here. I found very bad and very good dialogue. I'll give you that. Uh, the part I'm speaking about specifically, the line of dialogue I liked is when he's like, oh, so you know you're a miserable old fool or whatever. I don't mm. remember. And he's like, of course I do. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, I know what I am. And then he goes on that uh, little monologue about how no ha- happiness is a lie and no good yeah, artist was, like, was ever was happy. Like I was like, it. that's pretty mm-hmm. smart dialogue. Yeah. Um, Though the what I was mentioning Actually, to you guys it happens to be painfully true, I think. Yeah, a lot that's of the time. definitely true. Um, one of the things I was saying because I was saying to you guys after I saw the trailer that I thought there was a back and forth, one pretty much one line each that uh, I thought <coughs> was really good at being efficient for giving you character information about each character. And the when Ed Harris says, you know, I remember every you know photo I ever took, and then um, Jason Sudeikis kind of sits there for a second and goes, hmm. When's my birthday? Um, that just the idea of that, where a man who he, he means that when he says it, he's like oh, even sure. if he even if he doesn't, he really literally means they're so important to me that I remember every shot I ever took, and and I took more than the average person because mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. Um, it, every, the, I remember all of it, and it's just the fact that that same person does not remember his own son's birthday tells mm-hmm. you about where his priorities have been for the past 
60, however, you know, should Aaron Harris 60, have to I mean, apologize I for being successful? Jason Sudeikis is, but. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I fear for your daughters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love you, girls. <clears throat> thought some of, some of the more subtle things about this movie were good. Um, that look that Ed Harris gives that uh, his, I guess, Ed Harris's brother that raised. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, he Love sees that actor, them, the like, what? Love that actor, by the way. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But when he sees them being, like, affectionate to each other, like father and That's son. That's what sets him off. And that next scene is the scene where he digs into yep. that guy and tells him that he slept with his wife or whatever. Yep. Uh, that's that's good. Like, yep. some of this movie was not, not quite so subtle, but I'll wait for that. Because um, there was no scene where he then uh, says something. Because uh, the, the bad part of that scene would be where at the end, before the scene is over, he says something about, uh, showing affection to his son or something like that. Right. Instead, we see it, and if you notice it, fine. Yeah. If you don't, then what's I mean, going to happen? They definitely may not linger on sense. it. You definitely see him staring that moment I don't down mind before that. it happens. I don't mind I, that either. I, I'm just glad that in the scene there wasn't a flashback yeah. to that scene or yeah. him they experiencing it again. Verbally bring up the <laughs> pretend reason. like yep. you're like pretend like you're my son's father or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, that would have ruined it. Um, uh, I actually really like Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's very good. Great. She's actually um, um, putting out, I think, a very solid film career. Yeah, even uh, in some movies that, because I don't, if I remember right, you were not a huge fan of the Godzilla movie, but like the you liked the beginning portion, right? And I, I did. Mean, obviously, like she's, uh, you know, in she's in more just beginning. I'm saying um, I she don't was dislike Godzilla. Part. I'm just of the age where the entertainment value of just watching a giant lizard blow things up. I'm, I'm just yeah. I mean. Now. Obviously, it's most it's people okay are these film. days know her for the Marvel stuff, but yep. um, yeah, like I said, anything I've seen her in, I think she does a good job. She was in a horror film that I didn't think was that good, but it, the whole film was her walking around a house. There were no other characters to play off of, and the movie works okay. Interesting. She gives a really good performance. That's where I started taking notice of her. Um, you know, it's kind of like if that's something Tom Hanks was kind of able to do in Castaway. It, it, it's hard to. Right. Being huge swaths of film without having the benefit of a another human being to play off of. Uh, Nick, who you, what else you got, sir? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the last movie I saw her in was Wind River. It was pretty good too. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of what they're doing. Um, it's pretty formalic. Yeah, formulaic. Yep. Formulaic. Yeah. Um. I corrected myself this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that might be it for me. There was not a whole oh, okay. lot I felt very strong about this movie. I don't like that he feels happiness right now that he got a word right, <laughs> that he got wrong first. It's a big <laughs> word. It's a big word. Uh, I was going to let it slide, but since you just had a, a nice moment for yourself. Um, That's right. You always say that a character is very enduring. Mm-hmm. You mean endearing, by the way. Uh, just No. Yeah. Enduring would mean they last a long time. <laughs> Oh, that's and what I do. do. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'm so standing yeah. here. Yeah. Well, you're enduring. You I'll give you that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, your your hypocrisy is very enduring. Mm-hmm. I not see very, no problem. It is not very endearing. I paid for it. I want it there. Endearing, you know? <laughs> All right. It's kind of endearing. I have to admit. That's right, uh, Eric. Yeah. What do you like about this movie? Uh I like. I, I did. I, I like. Um, I know we mentioned it, but it's because he does a fantastic job. Ed Harris is, uh, he's a treasure, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good in everything. I really did start to think in this movie, because I know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, I know nothing about his health or, or 
and and you never can know when someone's gonna you know leave this this plane of existence. But this Bill is a, this is a much older version from visually, even though he is portraying a weak person. It's the first time he does I'm like have that Eric look to him, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't look as rough though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I was like, I I did go, man. I hope this isn't like I'm not. Like I said I'm not saying he's on his way out, but it was one of those things. Like, man, Ed Harris is a treasure. He is getting them older roles now. He, mm-hmm. he ain't the he ain't the Jason Sudeikis hero roles anymore. He's not. Qu- he's not really all that old. He looked older in this. Yeah, he's made I, up to look. I mean, he's like in his sixties. But just it, think, it just uh, made me sad because I go, how many how many more great either. Leading or very important supporting actor roles do we have for Ed Harris? Like, is he? I don't know. You don't see it too much with older actors. I mean, you do get your. I haven't watched. Was it Remember? Uh, uh-huh. Great. Uh, I haven't watched that one yet, but I'm saying it's it's not too many roles seem to pop up that are quality roles for older actors. You ever anymore. seen about Schmidt? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there are there there are exceptions time. to that, but I'm just saying as someone who has liked Ed Harris in pretty much everything I've ever seen. Uh, it just kind of saddens me that you know we may not get the same kind of roles we used to out of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, he, he was great in this movie. I I really liked all three. Um, that being said, um, we'll get there. But there was some Jason Sudeikis moments that I thought were didn't. He's the weaker of the three actors. I think um, he does a great job in a lot of scenes, but there are some scenes that are meant to be more weighted emotionally that I didn't didn't really hit me and I feel like it was not yeah. I feel like it was more in some a lot of cases I feel like it's the script's fault in this case I feel like it was the actor's fault uh, the rule of thumb is that drama actors cannot do comedy and comedy actors can do drama but yet uh, not yeah, always yeah I was gonna say I, I think he's much better when he's doing comedy I yeah, agree. I, I feel like they should have just there's no reason why he couldn't have played to his strength a little bit in mm-hmm. this film um, other than I just feel like he really wanted to not be seen as a comedic mm-hmm. actor, probably. Wants yep. to make the switch. Um, um, here's the thing. I, I think... No, this is the thing. I think there were some very serious scenes that he did very well. But I think there were some scenes where big chunks of the movie hinge on that scene that didn't come off well. We'll get Like I said, we'll get there when we get to the negatives. Um, I really like the look of this movie and it doesn't surprise me when I see something like, I don't, I'm not a guy that feels that every movie needs to be shot in 35 millimeter. I can watch a digital movie and think it looks great, but there is something about getting to see a film, especially with the way sunlight plays against it and the colors and stuff with, when you see it on actual film, and it's like uh, this movie, you don't is see like, it on actual for, film. You watch it on Netflix. True, but that's not what I mean. I'm just saying the you're way it was shot. Yeah, you're seeing it digital, but the way it was initially recorded. I do think um, I liked his argument for it better than like almost anything I've ever heard about how like when people find our ruins thousands yep. of years from now, there'll be nothing because it's just data. data that's gone. Now. Well, people can print those out. Not of all the not aware not of all the data destroyed well you can't pr- but you can print out a picture in the same way that i'm not saying you will print it out but you can go have digital pictures made into like actual pictures like on actual yeah, right, photo yeah, film i'm just saying it, it's it's a point i get what he's making but i just assume that the person I'm not saying digging it up is stuck up and i don't care what he thinks i, I, I think the point <laughs> is stronger if you want to say which which they go into briefly in this movie but he doesn't really talk about it too much he talks about the the quantity of what people do nowadays here's the thing like 
I think the stronger point more than just the having a physical record of it is that when when you only had 24 shots mm-hmm. um you thought a lot more about the picture that you were taking and not that there weren't bad pictures that came out but like you made an effort to feel like you were getting something on that on that camera roll Yep. When you can, when you have unlimited space, or you can just upload and delete and get more space, and there's never a consequence. To t- I mean, I literally, yeah. But here's the thing: I literally Aaron. take pictures every day at work, yeah. just so I don't have to write a note down. I take a picture yeah, of something yeah. and then walk over to another computer and type it in, and then either delete that photo or let it sit there for <laughs> twelve months or whatever. I mean, it literally pictures mean nothing to us nowadays. Yeah, you- I like CC's pizza, Eric. Is it the best pizza? No, there's a lot of it. <laughs> quantity, not quality. That's right. That's yeah. what Jared said. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. quantity. There's more of the pizza, too, when you seal it from small children. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. By right. the way, you were uh, that kid's Ed Harris in that moment. All right, moving on. Um, things I like. Uh, even though the beats were so obvious in the film as they were going along, I do think... Um, that moment when Ed Harris dies, uh, the camera's kind of on him, and he says, "If I correct me if I'm wrong, I think he says, did you hear that?'" Yeah. And then the camera goes away from. I I thought that was a really beautiful uh, way of uh, exiting that character. If I remember right, I think Ed Harris in that scene when it transitions to J. I could be wrong, but I feel like when it transitioned to Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris did not leave the screen, but they only kept his like shoulder in. So as the moment where like he passes or whatever, like he's still there on the camera, but you, you I mean, you didn't know what was happening right there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things. I knew what was happening when the camera was going to pan yep. back around, but I, I, it's what you're saying. Like that is a, not a standard shot. Yep. It's framed very well. For the choice the of words I think is that. what, yeah. And guys, this is going to be one of those. I'm not going to be able to truly articulate why a man saying, did you hear that as his last words says something to me? I don't know what that is. I found that moment extremely profound. Um, that's around the, the point of this film where my spirit started to go up. I, I, I thought the film started rising at that point. I specifically like that part. I'd also like to mention, um, I think that while the love story is not exactly Romeo and Juliet, um, Here's a test to me on if a love story works or not. Do I actually care and want the two people to maintain a relationship? And I'll answer yes to this film. Yeah. I think that's a win. A lot of times I couldn't care less, and I'm, I'm mad that it's in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they don't shove it in your face in this movie. It the, 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 It is a B plot line, and it is comfortably a B, a B plot line in this film. Um, I especially that scene when they're in the beds with her on the uh, top and how he's down below. I thought that was really well done. Their dialogue works really well. Um, and I also say this, um, as I said earlier about if you wow me in the end, I will generally think favorably of, of the product. Um, I really like that last shot. Um, do I think it's a little manufactured or oh, her getting the clicking there? Clicking of the slides, yeah, I, that I, that's great. Yeah, yeah. the clicking of the especially slides is the great. way that it's kind of pulling into their shoulders with the the warm tone of the Kodachrome film in the background. I, I just thought that was a really really good last shot of this film, and also 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you're reading, but but what does he say about why photography is important? And it's the because you can make money. That's <laughs> not. I don't think he says that, but he did make a lot. That's of what money. I remember. Um, it's that you are. You see that house he had? preserving a moment. So that if you have an important moment in your life, yeah, we we keep that moment. So I like the idea that as the regular camera. I mean, they didn't just walk up with a cam- with a with a you know a, like an actual like DSLR or something, and then start clicking, you know, shots. Um, we know that that's trickery with editing to make it look like it's a thing that's passing through slides. Mm-hmm. But I like the concept that as it switches to showing them as different pictures of them, that it's that's an important moment in those two, their mm-hmm. life. Yep. So the symbolism of that, it's capturing that moment, which is an important moment in their life. Like, yep. I thought that was very cool. Mm. All right. That's it on things that I like. Um, I've kind of sprinkled things that I don't like about this movie throughout, but the my biggest complaint uh, and what I think almost wrecks this film is uh, there is no surprise. Uh, this film, <laughs> yeah. they took a Hollywood template on how to write a screenplay, yeah, and they didn't deviate. It, it was about Zero a third surprise. of the way through the movie where I was like, well, all those pictures are going to be of his son. Well, <laughs> oh, third of I the knew, way? I knew that before oh, I yeah. watched it. <laughs> I, w- I mean, so, yeah, I knew I that from know the that. moment the story started, and yeah. they said they needed to, to develop the film. I knew. And then, she- go ahead. I was going to say, then the moment that sealed the deal is whenever they ask him at the table what's on the film, and he won't say what it mm-hmm. is, and he just says, like, you know, they were my early work. My early work, oh, yeah. I was grown. like, okay, if there was any yeah. doubt, I don't um, have it now. To me, that is like at least a point and a half, maybe two points off this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I mean, everything's ending. predictable. They they the, the the thing goes south, the the girl leaves. We don't see the girl until the very end when she comes back. The fact that come on, if you didn't know Ed Harris wasn't gonna get to see those those shots. Yep developed no, yeah definitely not. like come on moses just, doesn't get to I see the promise also though. took a pretty big issue at the end of like them not explaining anything about her coming back she just walks back into a room yeah um, um okay. uh, they do explain because that uh he the president called. from 24 let her know she told him uh, where, where he, was, he was but why did she come back well because he know. left that message of that i give mm-hmm. up on everything i want to give up on you yeah. it's um, convenient but in the interest of the film wrapping up, instead of spending five minutes of showing her True. making her trip there, I, I'm okay with that little uh, concession. Like that, I used a good yeah. word there. I don't know. It, it, this movie is one of the most predictable movies. Yeah, it's I've just very, very generic. It is. Yeah. That All was right. a big knock off the score for me for a lot of it. So let's just go to who has something that they don't like. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That was the big one for me. Yeah. yeah At I mean, this point, like yeah. my enjoyment of the movie is directly correlated to whether or not it has the ability to surprise me in mm-hmm. any way. This movie definitely did not. Yep. There's I mean, not a beat against... of this movie that you I have to hold that against. Well, film. but I'm saying I, I say I try definitely. not to hold that against Why? movies. Usually, Why would you try to do that? Only because I, like I said, I go the more and I, and again, we're not trying to say we're geniuses, but like it's something. Speak Jared for I, yourself. It's something Jared and I have talked about. We've looked into story structure and writing enough that we, we start to, in ways that we didn't before, when we read something new or when we see a new film, it's, it's, it's actually, there was, um, I think it was Kevin Smith. I was talking about this with somebody talking about that once you've been behind the curtain, you yep. tend to see the wires a little bit more. Yep. So it gets harder to be surprised during when you watch somebody else's work. And like, I, I, I am not surprised by the stuff that's in here. But yet, I know that there are so many people that when that sh- camera lights up and you see the projector boot up and you see 
that they're you know it's the shot of the mom and and, and young Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. There are people that are like, oh, you know, that's like that didn't even cross their mind. And it's like I start to wonder. It's like, are we on the wrong side of this? Where it's like, is yeah. movies are something I love? The kind of people who pay attention to commercials. Yeah. I don't know, and I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, a like, line directly from the movie. That I'm not saying I'm you should be the it. one way, but like, there's probably somewhere in the middle that yeah. would make it easier to enjoy pretty much any entertainment. And I'm not saying you should enjoy all entertainment. I'm just saying I feel like we have such a narrow window for approval. Yep, that it's hard to hold it against that sometimes. But yet I hold it against this movie. It's just so it's, obvious. Everything hinges on it. Yeah. And there are too many moments where that happens. Yep. It's too many important moments where I just knew exactly what was going to happen. Yep. Um, completely agree. Mikey, do you have anything to say not liking about this film? No, uh, the predictability thing was my big thing as well. Yeah. So that was pretty much what I had. So right. I'm going to I'm gonna say one just because we haven't mentioned that. When, so, I, when I said that Jason Sudeikis doesn't sell every scene, um, one of the scenes that I think is very important for the A, the plot, and B, just the... It's an emotional turn moment, and you're supposed to... A lot of things ride on that moment. I love the scene of where he listens to his father, and he starts telling the uh, the band about what is wrong about them. Because the stuff that he actually says, I think... It, that's a hard thing to sell to a viewer because I'm going, you got to make this really believable, or I'm not going to believe that this band is going to walk away and mm-hmm. do this. The stuff that he says, I'm like, you know what? That could actually maybe do it. Oh, it's so cookie Here's the thing. Man. It is, but here's the thing. I like that scene. I think he delivers that scene well. What I don't like is the moment that his dad um, urinates on himself. The turn that Jason Sudeikis has and decides that he doesn't want to be a part of these people and what he says to them is as forced as the cameras holding up in the air. Like yep. There is nothing believable about that scene where I believe that that man in that moment where he wanted something before and then decides that he doesn't want it in that moment that's so important to the rest of his life, it's just, it doesn't work. Man. To beat a dead like horse. I, I, I disagree. No, it does not work. It feels super I like forced. I, I, mean, I don't think it to was To beat forced. a dead horse, Mikey. And I feel that was part of that was the Jason Sudeikis himself. He just didn't. I agree. He's not very good. He didn't um, deliver it Before well. the scene even started, the very first time it was mentioned when the president from 24... Uh, mentioned that he would, <laughs> which I, That's also what I take, always yeah also take issue with uh, that guy. Although not him, but just why is that character in this movie? But whatever. I oh, agree. he really does know everything. To, to tell the I always think of him as uh, Snake Doc, man. Snake from Doc. the Unit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the Unit. In that Teddo loves that show. Yep. Yes, he's All right. So ever. what was his, his name in uh, in the in? Uh, oh God, I can't even think of the name right now. The, the, no, the baseball comedy. Uh, Major oh, League, yeah, oh, Major, yeah. League. Major League. Yeah, I was, oh, I was thinking about that, that guy. That was right, an guys. early role. So the very first time that that scene was even mentioned. By the way, his uh, name is Dennis Haysbert, I believe. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tw- President from Twenty Four <laughs> mentions. That's, that. that's all I know. Him. <laughs> he's uh, gonna get this meeting. I my my immediate thought was, so what's gonna happen? He's, he's gonna get to the meeting. The film's gonna build to him needing this, and then in the course of trying to sell them on himself. He will figure out that that's not actually what's important, and he won't get the deal. I, guys, I, I guess that the very first time it was yeah, mentioned, and it was that's one of those things where I kept waiting for the movie to subvert one expectation. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it, but, but, yeah, not one. And while it doesn't, I've, I, I, I was apprehensive, and I know you said you, you felt like it was too cookie cutter. I, was appreh- I knew what was going to happen. 
Same kind of thing. But I was apprehensive before it happened because I'm like, I don't think they're going to sell me on this conversation that that would actually potentially, I'm not saying that it would, that would pause a band like that if they were who they he said they were yeah. and make them stop and think. And like some of the stuff that he mentioned when, when he's like, because they laugh at one point and he goes, I'm not joking around. Like he's like, He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, it got your stuff got me through some hard times. Like when he mentioned some of the stuff, like, is that like, band supposed to be Weezer? No. no. Who are they supposed to be? They're supposed I to be know, a made up band. Not Weezer. Man. A made up band. Who are they supposed to you be? You don't know much about Weezer. I was going to say that band is Weezer. Yeah, Weezer had two good anything. albums. That's the thing. Uh, oh. True. But they had one good album. Yeah, this they band had, had one, one good album. album. True. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm just saying, um, like, every band that's been around the last, yeah. you know, I thought, like I said, I thought they, I thought the dialogue there was. I, that was a scene where I was not. I was about ready to be angry at, mm-hmm. and then made me go, "Okay, like you know, you took a, something hard to do there, and, made, and then they instantly lost all goodwill, <laughs> like right after that, with a took away the believability for me." But yeah, because he walked away from all that money. That's I couldn't believe it. Either. It was just how fast he did it. It, it was. No thought was given to it. If he if he had maybe accepted it, but looked upset and then walked away, and then decided that it. Wasn't I would have started on his life and in Harris like, to get that job. The one you know he just turns saying? around and instantly tells him that I'm going to forgive you because you're young. He should have walked up to Ed Harris and pantsed him because the band thought it was funny to get that job. Yeah. So, definitely. Um, <laughs> one of the issues I had with that scene is yeah. it is a little ridiculous how much they make fun of an old man. I know. I thought the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, no, I mean, unless you're 10 years old <laughs> yes. and you have no, uh, no idea of how the world works. Nobody's making fun of an old man for wedding himself. Like that's a sad well, thing. If they would have done that, and I know you can't do that, and then have the scene continue with Jason Sudeikis at the point he is with the, where he's starting to feel warmth toward his father. But I feel like if you could, if you make that moment, and here's the thing, you won't have Jason Sudeikis want to be with him at that point. But you can make that moment when things are lighthearted and goofy, when they're cocky man guys that are like, "Look, man, we're on top." Or this right. that beginning of the scene. When you've just put them in their place and made them have the the most real moment they've had in a while where they're like, you know what? We're not great. Like, we do have stuff that we, we didn't yeah, want to do let's that not dance. sign with a conglomerate we, no, like, that can like give us he, everything that, we like, want. Let's sign with the little that guy. That dance track. Like, like I said, when he talks about it, he's like, I, you know, that, that dance track you guys put on there. He goes, you guys don't even look at each other when you're on the stage. You know, it's like, it's like you're embarrassed to be next to each other. Like, the looks on their faces, like, literally the main guy is like, look, he's looking at Jason Sudeikis, but he has this, like, believable look of, like, man, this guy... F- Sorry, yeah, this guy. Uh, 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 right. to take a note of that. One, <laughs> this guy sees the. Uh, the it's been time a long now. time <laughs> since we had a slip up. Can you just put like a <laughs> or something like that in there when that happens? Uh, just uh, take where Jared said uh, screwed earlier, and we'll just keep saying that word because apparently that one's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but what I'm saying, he has he's looking at him, and he actually has this look of like, man, this guy actually sees through some of this. Like, yeah. see. but like I like when they show the the other band members. There's one band member that never looks up. He just stares straight down at the ground with this look on his face like a little kid. And I was like, I it actually sold me on, on that. I'm just saying, like, there was there was positives of that. All right. But if you're yeah. gonna do that where they laugh ridiculously at an old man, yeah. you need to do it before they have that eye opening moment. Yep. Because they had you it need right to, after. You need to show me warning that. signs that the band is a bunch of absolute terrible because they just had their world shook for a second and then they go right back to who they were in these carefree like we don't care about anything i didn't buy that moment either all right guys anything else bad to say about this film or anything else to say about it before we go Nah. all right let's close the book on code of chrome 
Uh, it is my pick for next week. Uh, we're going to do a horror film. Uh, it's a Mike Flanagan directed film this time again. Another one. Uh, yeah. So this one is a Netflix original. It's called uh, Before I Wake. And this is a quasi Netflix original. This was not made by Netflix. Netflix bought this I mean, that's one. That's most of the Netflix um, originals at this point. Well, they made because he did another film for Netflix, Gerald's Game. And I think they were like, we like the Mike Flanagan business. So they bought this one uh, up as well. I'm I'm in because Gerald's Game was pretty darn good. Yep. You couldn't have just I, picked I like Gerald's it. Game because like, uh, this one was made before Gerald's Game. Yeah, so I, I feel like yeah. I feel like I want to pick. I only this see one this stuff you. when you forced me to, too, and I actually have part of me that wants to see Gerald's right. Game. I know nothing about this movie, so I'm going to assume it's terrible. Well, I, I won't do that. I, I'll tell you this: I'm not sure myself. <laughs> oh no! But, oh, boy. Right. Uh, but we've, we've done we've done uh, Hush and we've done Oculus, and I think. This dude is a legit good I may be scared during this movie, but it might be for the wrong reasons. We'll see. Maybe scared of how I'm going to spend my time. Mm -hmm. So we'll watch. uh, We'll be talking about Before I Wake next week. Until then, cue it up.